0: mm <sighs> joining us again or for the first time. Just a quick reminder that I am not a licensed sex therapist or um, a licensed sex coach. I am simply a person who is interested in creating space for us to explore our sensuality, sexuality, and eroticism through conversation and inquiry. We have some notes and links at the end of the show for resources, and we invite guests with their own expertise and experiences. We welcome love and feedback, especially when it helps us to be more inclusive. Welcome to our show. This is going to be an interesting episode because, um, I don't know, I've just kind of been feeling a lot of things lately, um, struggling with some things that I'll talk about in a little bit, and um, the eclipse is a, is about to happen. The um, weather has changed from fall to winter, and bitches got seasonal depression, <laughs> And so, um, I don't know. I've just been in a really reflective space, uh, thinking about things. And so I thought I would come on the mic and just like talk, um, People know that for adult happy hour, sometimes we have really fun conversations about sex and love and other things in life, and sometimes we talk about, like, real shit, and I would say that tonight is one of those moments for me. So I appreciate you for listening, Um, and, yeah, let's get into it. Um, So... I came to the studio today to sort of talk about something very different, (laughs) Um, but leading up to coming here, I just found myself like crying all day, just like so sad, feeling really lost, um, struggling with like different thoughts of worthiness and feeling like powerless and um, I don't know, small. So I decided to just like take a step back and really dig into myself and really think about where those feelings were um, coming from. Uh, I took a bubble bath and I know people say that bubble baths don't fix everything, but I'm feeling better after my bubble bath. And I just had a moment with myself to like light some candles, uh, say some mantras and um, something that is just I've been thinking about a lot lately is just how important it is for us to uh like belong to each other and so I've been thinking just about our sense of belonging and uh I don't know like part of me feels like there's a lot of things in life that distract us from what's really important and um some of those things are like because of capitalism and racism and, um, you know, money and greed, et cetera, or, or just like things that are constantly vying for our attention that are outside of ourselves. And really, if you think about it, like as a human being, the only thing that we're really put on this earth to do is just to like be and to exist. And um, everything else outside of that is sort of like things that we have created ourselves. Um, And I was thinking about just like one of the things that I think makes life really beautiful and like worth it is when we find people that it feels good to belong to and how important that like sense of belonging to one another is um can be and that it doesn't like you know define you or like it doesn't necessarily define your life but it like adds to it and makes your life uh you know worth it while you're here um and so as I was thinking about this sense of like belonging that I think is really important, I started to think about some of the things that I'm struggling with, that make me feel like uh, I don't belong, or that make me feel like less seen. And I was thinking about, um, I don't know, like a breakup that I had recently that just made me feel really small and unworthy. I'm thinking about like there's an awkwardness in a friendship that has just been really like sad and heartbreaking to like not talk to my friend. And, um, you guys know I'm a new mom. So like my, there's our mascot Stormy in the background crying with me. Um, But you guys know that I'm a new mom and my body's changing a lot and I'm not always feeling like I belong in my own body. Um, Art-wise I like wonder if anyone's listening or like what am I even doing this for? Why am I like spending all this money to go back to school to learn how to do a thing better that nobody but me even cares about if I'm good at the thing or if I'm doing the thing and like Uh, everything just got really heavy. Um, And so I was, I was thinking a lot about this. And um, I started to like, think about all the things I was feeling. I was feeling unworthy and powerless and um, small. And um, I don't know, I started to tell myself that like, you know, at the end of the day, like that thing, I'm just, I'm put here to be, I'm put here to like feel good in the ways that I belong to other people. And I decided to like, um, just to think about how I could be a source for myself and like not looking for that outside validation from people, but really accepting like love and belonging from them because I love and belong to myself enough to know that I'm like worth it. And, um, I decided to write down an affirmation. And, um, at first I was looking in the mirror. So it was like, you are worthy. You are powerful and you are divine and I just kept saying it over and over and then I realized I was saying you to the person in the mirror and I still wasn't even talking to myself so I started saying I am divine I am powerful I am worthy and I just kept saying it over and over and over and you know it didn't like fix everything I'm obviously still crying right now but um I don't know I think there's a lot of things in life that we don't talk about and one of the subtexts that I think we don't talk about enough is just all of those doubts and insecurities and things that get in the way of us being able to accept love and accept pleasure in our life and a lot of that is insecurity and feeling unworthy. So I wanted to talk about those things tonight. And I won't cry the whole show, I promise. Um, but I wanted to share um two things I, in particular that have been empowering me lately um and I hope that you enjoy them um so I made a like a cute little note about things I was gonna talk about that was like oh strategies to promote self-worth I did I found it on like psychology today or something like that I don't know um but unfortunately or maybe uh. <laughs> Something in the universe is at work here, and it's like meant by design that I can't find it. But I guess um, since I have been sharing vulnerably, I will continue in that and just talk about some of the things maybe that I've experienced that have helped me to um, sort of grow in uh, the belonging of the self and to feel good um, like in searching to be my own source. And I think the first thing I will say is that I have grown into the understanding that, um, you're all, I think everyone is always on a journey of searching to become your own source. And I usually say that as like, we're always becoming like I think our lives go through cycles and seasons and um, part of being your own source is understanding that everything in life is cyclical and that um, that you will have seasons where you feel really strong in that purpose and others where you're feeling really pulled away and that um, that is just sort of the cycle of life that we're on. And then you'll learn things to do for when you feel like pulled away from yourself. But I think um, acceptance is like the first step. And that made me think of another thing, which is, um, so I think in those moments when we're experiencing those down seasons, we can be like really hard on ourselves um, when we struggle to like be our own source or we're struggling with jealousy and insecurity. And um, we know that it's like a moment for us to look deeper within ourselves. Um, And in the past I've been like really down on myself about that when I get into that like season of life. But I think something that I'm learning is that those are the times when it's like really important to practice softness with myself. So like, (laughs) like, you know, curling up in bed for the day or letting myself cry and eat ice cream and watch my favorite movies that make me laugh or like even, you know, like hugging myself or laying down in bed and wrapping myself in blankets to feel like, you know, a sense of comfort. Um, one time, there was a time where I went through something really hard, and my cousin told me, um, sometimes when you're coming out on the other side of that, you have to turn down all of the frequencies, and so just like really turning down all of the noise and all of the chaos to just be really comfortable and feeling really um, secure in your space, um, <laughs> which makes me think of another thing that I've come to realize about myself. But I think, um, sometimes when we're not feeling our best, um, about ourselves or about life, um, one of the spaces that will like reflect that the most is our like, um, our like homes, our sanctuaries, our like creative spaces, like may tend to get a little messy or may tend to start looking a little like disheveled because we're not like paying attention to them or the energy that we have to like put into that space is like very low. Um And I'm not trying to like shame anyone, but I am a Virgo. And for me, I know that sometimes just like a good clean or just like a good session of like wiping shit down, getting all the dust off of things, you know, lighting some Palo Santo and like just getting the energy around me really clean and clear can sometimes, um, you know, like create space for me to um, reconnect with myself in in a deeper way. And then I think Another thing I've talked about in the past is um, <laughs> like sometimes when I'm feeling insecure about my body, a thing that I like to do is take um, what I call sensual selfies. And those are just like pictures of myself that I plan to keep and like look at later. And I I have come into the practice of really enjoying taking pictures of parts of my body that I feel insecure about And just, like, collecting an album of them so I can look back on it later and, like, realize, like, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Like, I'm a bad bitch. You know, whatever the case may be. Like, I think sometimes just being able to, um, like, see myself through my own eyes is really powerful. Um, And being able to own parts of my body that I feel shame about because of other people's standards or you know, whatever the case may be, like just having that self-intimacy um, in my physical body has been really empowering for me. And then um, I think the last thing I would say is uh, therapy, <laughs> which is interesting because that's something you do with another person, but you do it for yourself. But I think I've done a few different types of therapy. I've done... Um, inner child therapy where it was about like reparenting myself and thinking about some of the things that I maybe didn't get, um, or like, you know, weren't promoted in my home environment that I maybe needed as a young person and also validating the parts of myself that were invalidated, like as a result of that, um, yeah and that inner child therapy then led me to doing um like a behavioral therapy where it was about disrupting patterns. So once I realized that I didn't necessarily have the skills to do things like communicate with people or like deescalate a situation, then it was like now I actively need to change behavior because when I'm not in a good place with myself, I can tend to revert to those habits that I learned and thought worked for me in the past. And so just thinking about how I can be mindful of what, triggers me, what responses are not, um, like the, like don't make me feel the best ultimately, just thinking about all those things, um, and working on that. So yeah, those are some of the things that have helped me, um, in times where I'm feeling sad, etc. bubble baths as well. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about, um, a framework in particular that's about like communicating our needs to other people. And so really advocating for ourselves and like setting boundaries in ways that we again can find those good places to belong to one another. Um, So we talked about the self. Now let's talk about the self in relationship to other people. So something that has been a little difficult for me is figuring out how to communicate with people, um, particularly communicating my needs, um, communicating boundaries, um, communicating my, what I like, what I dislike, um, communicating when there's a bump in the road, an obstacle, um, communicating about sex. Oh my gosh, the journey that I have been on. Um, but I think again, in thinking about belonging and um, feeling like validated, um, I think communication is something that I'm just so interested in because there's so many different types of communication. There's like body language, verbal, -verbal, nonverbal. And you have different communication levels with like different relationships in your life. But I think, a lot of times there's a lot of things that we say and then there's like everything that we mean behind it. And, um, a lot of the relationships that I've been reflecting on that have sort of not been feeling so good to me lately have been due to like a lack of communication or a lack of even understanding how to communicate with one another. So, um, I wanted to talk about, uh, This framework called nonviolent communication. Um, And I first heard about nonviolent communication as a teacher. Um, And at my school, we were using restorative justice and trauma informed teaching. Um, And so we learned how we learned sort of this framework for sitting in circles and using nonviolent communication to resolve things and also to like build community with people. And it was a really beautiful, powerful experience. I think my students that year, we were like the closest we had ever been. And it was really beautiful. And then I found that it was also really helpful um, to like practice with my husband. And during really tense periods in our relationship, we both sort of use these like skills that we learn to communicate each other with with one another um, around our needs and to like do so with clarity and to make sure that we are listening to the other person with empathy so um, yeah i i love nonviolent communication and i think it is amazing so um Nonviolent communication is sometimes referred to as compassionate communication. It is a process or a framework that helps us to communicate with others around our feelings and our needs. And it is, a, and it is about communicating honestly and receiving empathetically. And it's a way of communicating that leads us to give to one another from the heart which is just so beautiful. Oh, I love it. I took that from their website. Um, All right. So I think one of the things that can sort of like, as we're defining what nonviolent communication is, one of the things that I think really stands out to people when they hear the term and that makes it so like buzzworthy is the word violence. Because violence, like, uh I mean, we just see it every day on TV, in the news, like, with one another. There's just so much. It's just so much. And, um... I think the world feels really heavy right now because of the literal, like, physical violence that's happening in so many different places. And then there's a a whole bunch of ways that violence is communicated um, non-physically, too, that we don't often talk about. And so within the framework of nonviolent communication, they define violence as anything that causes harm to ourselves and others. Um, It may not just take the form of physical, um, but it can live in the way we express ourselves and the way we communicate with other people. And we may not even mean for it to come off that way, but it could be automatic or habitual for us. And I would even say that sometimes we may not even understand like the other person's experience enough to know some of those things that could be triggering and harmful for them. And yeah. And that gets into defining harm. But anyway, for the purpose of tonight, that is the the definition of violence that we'll be working from is anything that causes harm to ourselves and others. So I was thinking about why it's even important for us to assess the way that we communicate. Um, And I think like (laughs) first um, coming back again to being a source of self, I think one thing we have to realize is that the only thing that we own in this world is like ourself. And I still have questions about whether or not we even own that. Um, But like, we we can never, like, determine how someone else will interact with us, what they will say, do, etc. All we can do is just set a tone with our own behavior, actions, etc. And so being able to tap into, like, you know, really thinking about like what is our motivation for converse for a conversation with this person like what what is the thing that is most important for us to say what is the thing that we really want to be honored when we enter this conversation like really accepting that that is the thing that we have control over i think is really an empowering thing in and of itself and it helps us to stay rooted in source uh, uh, versus like seeking that validation again from other people. Um, another thing I think is that sometimes um, you know I talked a little bit about how the world is really heavy right now and I think it's easy for us to forget that like all of us have a uh, a really inherent, um, capacity for compassion for one another. And that, um, you know, I've worked with kids who are like five years old. And one of the things that I've, I learned from them is that compassion is really like in our DNA. We really want to love each other. We really want to take care for each of each other. And, um, most people like don't seek to do each other harm. And so I think sometimes when the world is heavy and we feel um, detached from ourselves, we can become detached from our capacity to show other people compassion. And that um, when we're experiencing fear or guilt or shame or even like coercion or manipulation, um, you know, this can cause us to like react the same way, Um, but that when we like resort to those tactics to sort of be heard by other people or to get our way, it only like makes us feel bad in the end. And again, the only person we own in this world is ourselves. So like, let's not make ourselves feel bad and let's think about the way that we engage with other people. And then the third thing is that um, just by practicing empathy, it helps us to make the assumption that all people have a natural state of compassion um, and that uh, a place where there's no violence or a place where they're not wanting to cause other people um, harm. And when we sort of accept that about ourselves and others and accept that there may be things getting in the way of that, it can help us to practice that empathy and then to move towards more peaceful and harmonious relationships by really searching for, um, you know, what's motivating the other person or thinking about some of the things that might be getting in their way. Um, Yeah. The last thing that I want to leave you with in terms of nonviolent communication is um, just thinking about the four elements of nonviolent communication. So this is pulled again directly from their website. And I think it's, I'm such a projector, human design people. I just love a good framework and I will practice it to the death. But um, uh, so I'm going to read the, the element of nonviolent communication and then I'll share the definition and a sort of like sentence frame or example of what it would sound like. So the first element of nonviolent communication is observation that is the concrete actions we observe that affect our well being, and this in conversation might sound like when you and then name a behavior. Um, so yeah, oh, I love this so much! Oh my god, I use this all the time! Shout out to therapy. Okay, so. Um, so this is like a, like, this would be like a whole sentence. So I'll read the whole thing at the end. So when we're thinking about communicating, we're keeping these four things in mind. The next one is feelings. And it's defined as how we feel in relation to what we observe. So adding on when you name a behavior, I feel, name your feeling. So when you don't come home, I feel sad for example. All right. The next element of nonviolent communication is needs. And this is defined as the needs, values, desires that create our feelings. Who, which again, therapy, (laughs) I have been in therapy uh, for years just to be able to know what all of those things are, because it seems like more and more keep coming up the deeper we go. Um, So that um, might sound like, when you name a behavior, I feel, name your feeling, because I want, identify what you desire. When you don't come home, I feel sad because I want you to go to sleep with me. <laughs> I'm thinking of talking to my husband right now, and this is not actually happening, but it's just, anyway. All right, the fourth thing is requests. So, um, after you have observed, you've named your feeling, you've said your needs, then you're going to request what you need. And this, I realized about myself is like the thing that I leave out the most. Like I'm, I can be really good at telling people like what they're not doing, but telling people sometimes what I want or what I need can be so difficult. And I think um, something I'm learning to practice in all my relationships is just like saying shit plainly, like just being hella plain and simple about what I want. Cause more often than not, when you tell people, they give it to you cause they want to make you happy. So like, yeah, I'm working on that. But within the nonviolent communication framework, um, this is the concrete actions we request to enrich our lives. I love that. To enrich our lives, because it'll make our lives better once we get the thing. So um, that might sound like when you name a behavior, I feel, name your feeling, because I want, identify what you desire, and I appreciate, I would appreciate it if you, and then you state your request. So when you don't come home. I feel sad because I want you to go to sleep with me. And I would appreciate it if you text me to let me know if you're not going to be home. Boom, 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 boom. And then your boo's going to be like, I got you. And then you're going to feel hella validated because not only did the person hear what you needed, but you were able to say it and you stood strong in it. And that is something that I think, um, I don't know, it's been empowering me lately to think about how I can get more of what I want in life. And this has been a really helpful practice for me. So I hope that it was also helpful for you to hear about it. Let me know on Instagram. All right. So that's gonna bring us to the final segment, which is Pillow Talk with Lynn Ow. And um, tonight we got something special and different for you. Um, I have this mantra that I wrote down for myself that gave me some comfort um for today. And y'all know that I'm into like meditations and affirmations, and so um I also just love collaborating with Rihanna, who is with me for every single episode, and I feel like this is a place where her and I can connect really deeply and, like, share something beautiful. So, we have this affirmation for you, and I hope that listening to it, um, like, helps you to feel empowered to search for that sense of sustenance within yourself. I hope that, um, you remember that I'm on this journey, um, with you and we're on this journey together and that being able to share in, uh, listening and discussion is just helps us to more deeply connect with one another and feel, um, a sense of belonging and power. And at the end of the day, um, I hope it brings you peace. So thank you for listening and, um, we'll see you next time. worthy I am powerful I am divine I am worthy I am powerful I am divine I am worthy I am powerful I am divine, I am worthy, I am powerful, I am divine. Go, want to give a few shout outs first to our wonderful, dynamic, just illustrious, beautiful producer and sound engineer, Rihanna Simone, um, who is in the studio with us every week. Producing and making sure we sound good and making sure everything makes sense. Um, If you want to see more of her work, there'll be links to her social media in the description for our show. Um, And also, our theme song is produced by Rihanna Natural Phenomenon and features poetry by me and the beautiful, angelic voice that sounds like honey, Timbrielle, you can find her social media and links also in our description. And you can even find a link to Natural Phenomenon on Spotify if you'd like to hear the whole thing, which you do. So go give it a listen. (laughs) And one thing I love about Adult Happy Hour is we have a wonderful community of listeners and this all started with an instagram post which led to weekly discussions sharing resources learning and so much more I get so excited when y'all see me in public and tell me you've come from something you've heard on the show, or when you DM me to tell me you did some kinky shit, and I want us to continue having moments like this. If you learned something tonight, or if you really just enjoy hearing us giggle, join us on Patreon, where you can hear behind-the-scenes shenanigans hotels and conversations that just get deeper and juicier. It also helps us to continue bringing you the content that you love. So follow the link in our bio. And if you're not already following us on Instagram, what are you doing, JK? Um, You can find me at poetry and tings and we do adult happy hour in my story every single thursday i cannot wait to hear from you and thank you so much for supporting us